top national expert is taking a look at the water crisis here in Whatcom County. And she's out with at least some initial findings that show what we have here between not enough water in the late summer and too much water in the winter, the fall, the winter, you know, the flooding, all these things, plus all of our water rights confusion, uh, this is all solvable. And there is a process to do this. And we should not, after reading what she has to say in her memo on this, we should not be thinking that we're, we have to reinvent the wheel here. We have to do this alone. This has been done in many other parts of the country. She's sharing examples of other places where they've solved water crises like the one we have here in Whatcom County in the Nooksack River Basin. This is good news. This is light at the end of the tunnel. But will we have the wherewithal to actually go forward with us? Welcome back to The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Glad to be here with you on your Saturday morning. Also in studio with me this morning is Fred Lickle, the executive director of Whatcom Family Farmers. I work for Whatcom Family Farmers as well, full disclosure. And Fred and I work a lot on these issues, and he has uh, much more history in all of it. Uh, than I, and so I'm glad to have him here along. The headline in uh, the Linden Tribune um, of late is that, uh, you know, a top expert has been uh, working with the local farming community on this situation. Who are we talking about? Her name is Ramsey Krop. We've had her here on the program in the past ahead of uh, uh, when she joined us for an event to to get to know us and see what's going on out here and share some of the initial things that she knows about how to solve water crises and water rights issues. Uh, of course, the state has a certain plan that we have highlighted time and again here about just how damaging the state's plan is. Hers is entirely different in, in a lot of ways than that. It's like what we've been talking about, but what she's explaining gives us a whole lot more detail <laughs> as to how this could actually work. I think a lot of people have been thinking, Fred, that farmers are just, you know, grasping at straws, saying, well, they don't want this thing, you know, this lawsuit that the state has planned for water rights in Whatcom County. And so they've been saying, oh, we need to collaborate as kind of some sort of red herring or, or, or something. Yes. Or, or it, it's like, come on, that's not really going to work. That's not going to bring us certainty. That's not going to solve the issue. The state has said, well, the only way to solve the issue is is through their path. And what, what we're discovering here is not only is there an alternative, but the alternative is far superior to what, the, what the, the, the state is planning. So talk about um, what, uh, and again, Ramsey Croft that we're talking about, she, she was a former assistant solicitor with the U.S. Department of the Interior. Yep. She has dealt with several of these kinds of issues in basins across the Western United States. Exactly. This isn't somebody who always oh, some you know, prejudicial, biased, you know, oh, she's following the farmers or anti-adjudication and that's all what this is about. No, um, we've been saying all along adjudication would be a real disaster for a lot of people, not mm -hmm. just for farms. It doesn't solve anything. Well, we went out and looked and talked to a number of people, including herself, that is, are people who said there are solutions out there. There are very good solutions out there. And let's take a look at what some of those are. And, and it was really encouraging to hear from her that, yes, yes, there are other basins, um, including it's even preferred. I mean, it's been preferred by the... 
uh, I believe it's a Western States Coalition of, of mm-hmm. which includes all the governments of of the you know in the West that deal with water issues and the others to say yeah. yeah to the state governments to say let's work on what solutions look like let's work together and find collaborative solutions because well, I I think the the process here was the state said oh we're going to go ahead with this lawsuit farmer said no this is a terrible idea this is going to destroy us and it's going to hurt fish it's going to hurt communities it's not going to solve the big problems that we have with flooding etc cetera, etc cetera. right and then the rebuttal was well but we got to do this and, and then and then our response was no there is another way it's collaboration and then the response was to that wow we don't want some kumbaya feel good you know we need something that's legal um, that actually solves these problems. I think the perception was we're, we're talking about collaboration and negotiation and working together as a community rather than fighting each other in Correct. court. I think that that was seen as, oh, kind of a wimpy way out or it wasn't really solid. It didn't really... in. You know, I would say the argument in, instead, Dylan, was that we've tried that before. You know, it, that they've been too. trying. They've yeah. been trying for thirty years. It didn't work, so we just have to go to the legal solution. But, but the reality is, I would say, you know, when you look at it, that there weren't those tools in place. They hadn't seen these things been done before. Now you look back in the history of you know throughout the United States and in places like in Idaho and in Colorado and in Wyoming and New Mexico and others where they have these basins where they have actually worked together and led to collaborative solutions that have been positive for everybody that's been involved in it and have solved many issues. And in so doing, they actually get a a, a tremendous amount of funding, um, bipartisan funding from the Congress. Uh, It it has become a real win-win. And, you know, as I was saying before, Ramsey Croft is somebody who who isn't just a, a biased lawyer to one side. She's somebody who worked in the Department of Interior for quite a number of years working on these solutions and is now oftentimes a mediator in these things. And she has helped us come forward with, look, folks, there are solutions if we sit down. But now we really have to actually get to the point of sitting down and discussing them. And that's been the challenge, starting with the Department of Ecology. This is The Farming Show, by the way. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Fred Lickle with Whatcom Family Farmers is also with us here in studio this morning, uh, continuing the the ongoing long-term conversation about solving our water crisis here in the Nooksack River Basin, uh, not just making sure, I mean, we need to make sure there's enough water in the stream for fish. We need to make sure there's enough for our cities and people and humans, and also for local agri- food and agriculture to continue to happen. And we also need to make sure there's not too much water to the point where we have a disaster like we did still less than a year ago. Um, and I think that's, you know, we pointed out how the state's plan doesn't address all those issues. Here is a pattern, a, a process that does address those issues, allows room for that. And here we have someone, again, you, you read what, what Ramsey has to say, and she shares examples of multiple other yes. basins where this has happened. She's also sharing examples of places where they went forward with more of the process that our state wants here for the Nooksack Basin, just a straight lawsuit. And those generally have not worked out. That is correct. It's it, They don't have any examples of where it has worked without a collaborative solution. I mean, even here in Washington State, right, we've talked about before, with the Yakima situation, it took 30 years of fighting before they got to saying, hey, look, let's have a solution. 
and that's been the big thing that we have been promoting here is we need that solution put in place. If you look at some of the fallacies that are, are connected with those who have said, oh, the adjudication absolutely has to, you know, has to yeah. happen, that whole right. idea, of, well, you can't, even, you can't even start collaborating until that lawsuit, the adjudication, which is a lawsuit, happens. We found that that is factually not true. Yeah. Um, and even if you do have an adjudication, um, it works way better when, you have, when it is guided by a collaborative process where the settlement lays right. down what's going to happen instead of Rather it just than it's being... starting in the court and being guided, directed by a judge and lawyers. Exactly. So, Ugh. yeah, once again, we, it, it, there isn't any proof uh, on the other side of it that an adjudication alone will do the job. But that gets at another myth right there in what you say. Is, is, there's a myth that's been promulgated by those supporting this state adjudication, state lawsuit called adjudication, that, well, that's the only way to get legal certainty. We have to go to the courts. We have to get legal certainty. So we have to go down this route. What you're talking about with collaboration will never get us anything solid and enforceable. Well, that is correct. Um, yeah, they want to say that adjudication is the only way to get it to legally enforceable. Now, I want to make sure that we say it's not as if you don't need something to legally bind it. I, I think it's yep, important to exactly. point out that that the water rights, for instance, for salmon have never been quantified. And we're not against saying, look, we need to have a certain amount of water in the stream for salmon. Yes. I don't think there's been any farm who said that. We would love to see certainty for them as well as for us. It's just that the process that has been put forward falsely by ecology in the past of you have to do this adjudication and this is the only way yeah. to do it. We have, we've not only been saying it wasn't true, but now we've factually have approved that it, in fact, isn't true. So Yeah, it's this concept that a collaborative approach that results in building trust, relationships, negotiating, bringing everyone's concerns to the table, figuring things out, that that process doesn't somehow ultimately lead to a legal agreement and legal certainty and something that's enforceable is false because right. it does lead to that. And in fact, it's more likely to achieve something that can be legally agreed upon than something that starts in the courtroom. Right. And don't we all want to get to a spot where we say, you know, as we have said in this program, we all know, especially here in the Pacific Northwest, that we have, it's not, it's not that we don't have the amount of water that we need. My mm -hmm. goodness, we have more than enough water. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue. And, you know, Ramsey and others who have come in here and told us, of, I would say they've almost drooled over the resources that we have. Because yeah. they're used to, for, for those who've been out there, have heard about the horror stories in the Colorado River Basin and in other basins Klamath. in the desert. So, yeah, the, in, yeah, yeah, in California as well, where there just isn't enough water. And they're trying to figure out how to portion that best. That's not our issue here. The issue is we, you know, we have, have the, the water. We got to manage it. Yes, we just need to manage it. And a collaborative process is what's going to get you there. An adjudication by itself does not get there. And we've even had the Department of Ecology admit as much to that. So we're not going to get there until we start talking about what those solutions are. So why don't we do that? Why aren't people collaborating? And, I, you know, I say that as a rhetorical question because there are plenty of reasons, I suppose. But I, I, I think some who, who have stood in opposition to this need to give this a good long think Absolutely. And, and say... Okay, so why not go about this the way that's been proven to work many, many times around the country, 
rather than pursue a process that has been proven not to work, that's antiquated, that ends up creating more problems and more division, it just doesn't make sense. And so here we have something, we have a, a, a program, a plan, it, it's not specific to our basin per se. Every situation has particulars that are different, but it's a concept that can work here. And there as, are, the, as this expert, Ramsey Krupp, has shown. Yes, and there are probably two parts to your question of why hasn't it worked here. As I mentioned before, the first is there were a couple efforts that tried and 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 failed. Um, I, I would say, you know, without getting into the details of those, it looks like they just didn't have the tools. Some of it was they just didn't have the tools in place uh, and or the passion to figure out, you know, you, you run into a block, well, what do we do here? And it was just easier to back away. I, I well, think that's takes, a big part. It, it takes leadership to say, right. stick your neck out and say, we're going to take initiative here and do something rather than always trying to just cover your butt right. and constantly study and somehow wish that someday the studies will fully back you up so then you won't have to take any risk in moving forward yeah. and saying this is going to be the solution. I think that come, that's the case in a lot of government, and that's yes. certainly the case here. And I think that's still the case right now with kind of the deadlock on getting anywhere on this issue, both on the water supply side and the flooding issues that yeah, that let's, work has let's, let's stalled it. out. Yeah, let, 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 let's study it. We need to study it more to make to re achieve a certainty. And you know, the reality is with leadership, you're never going to re you know, achieve 100% certainty. you got to take some, a risk. At some point, you got to take... Colin Powell. Colin Powell, right? This yeah, the 70-40 rule. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you don't have quite 40, below 40% of the information you need, it's too early to act. Right. If you have over 70% of the information that you need and, aren't, and, and you aren't acting, you're in the wrong. Yeah, it's time to go. So these yeah. folks that want 100% of the information... <laughs> Which we're, ne we're never going to get there. We're going to get there, yeah. and it's inappropriate to do that. But and and when you get to that point of that seventy percent, you're going to be able to make some adjustments on the fly. The key is let's get started. Let's get the process going. And I think the second thing that's key there is that ecology is the one that decided to push that adjudication was the only answer. Sometime in the last couple of years, they had some key people who decided, yeah, this is just this is the only solution. And so when they pushed at that as the only solution, it created for others this whole idea of, well, that must be the only solution because because the other things didn't mm -hmm. work in the past. So let's go that way. But the reality is, if you look at history, the answer that Ramsey has put together here is the answer. This is where we will get together. This is where we will solve our issues. Some people listening right now are probably saying, what about flood stuff? What about, you know, fixing the river? And by the way, our guest right now is Fred Lickle, uh, Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers. I work with him at Whatcom Family Farmers. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Here on The Farming Show on KGMI, the reality that we're seeing here with what this national expert has laid out as, as the possible path forward to actually solve the water crisis in Whatcom County is uh, of the two options, if you want to compare that to just the pure court process that, that the state wants, this other option that involves collaboration and negotiation is the only one that can address and allow some of those fixes to go forward. Absolutely. Because we've talked in the past, we need to pursue all possible options as far as fixing the river, you know, whether it's modifying the channel, improving it, uh, removing sediment. Uh, we need to protect our communities in a lot of other ways as well with flooding. Uh, farmland can be part of that, you know, overall fix. Um, to help with that. 
Um, and water storage being something that can not only help us greatly reduce the risk of a flooding disaster like we saw, but also help with the other side of the twin problems of too much and then too little water. Right, the low flow, the low flow issues. But, right. but you can't do any of that if you're locked in a court-led pro- lawsuit from the state. You Which can deal with that and you can get money for that from the feds and other sources if you're involved in a negotiation process a, a negotiated indian water rights settlement is what these right. are that, known that's, as that's that's they're, they're known as indian water rights settlements and you're exactly right dylan there's it, it is frustrating being involved in a lot of these discussions because it does get bogged down in in those minute details and everybody going into their corner. Um, and, you know, the river, as we talked about, which a lot of people are pretty passionate about after last year's flood, is a perfect example of that. Um, you know, can we go to the extreme of just completely dredging the river? Probably not. Um, it would it would impair salmon if we were to just do a complete dredging. That that, that and and but I there are possibilities as far as improving the channel. Yes, there are possibilities of improving the channel if we're talking together and if we're discussing how can we, you know, trade in this area and what do you need and we need this over here and 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 right now those discussions are just kind of nibbling around the edges, if at all. And it's when we're working together and we're discussing that. And then we go to those who have the funding, like like there is a tremendous amount of funding available right now at the federal government level. If they hear us having those discussions, we're a lot more likely to be funded than if we're just locked in a, in a litig- litigatory process. That's what needs to change. And we need our state and local leadership to step up and say, this is what we want because this is going to get us to where we need to be. Well, and what Ramsey Krupp is telling us, as well as like Dan Keppen with the Family Farm Alliance and others, they're saying, look, nationally, the recent recently enacted infrastructure bill has potentially billions, yes. with a B, billions of dollars for the kinds of infrastructure improvements we need. Oh, yes. Not that, that we would necessarily get all, what is it, like $9 billion or something it's not like we're going to need or get all of that, but if we can get part, because a lot of, I mean, we talk about some of these big fixes that are needed for the river and people, I think in some ways it's kind of overwhelming. Like how would we ever pay for that? Well, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but if we're locked in a court battle and, and the courts are leading this process rather than the community via collaboration, we won't qualify for any of that money. And all that funding will go, including at the state, federal level, whatever, to, you know, going through the court process and paying lawyers a whole bunch of money to represent, you know, tribal and other interests instead of sitting down and saying, what is our solution? So we really need to be pushing that. This is something that the community needs to get on, get on board with because this this has the potential to provide more. I just heard of another one today that even in the new inflation was it reduction act that came mm-hmm. through. I, mm-hmm. I just saw this morning that there's e- there's even funding for this sort of stuff available through that. Yeah. So again, uh, yeah. almost all of that federal funding, if you're just locked in an adversarial court led process, and there aren't 
collaborative talks happening, you pretty much can't qualify to get any of that money. No, no, because uh, nobody's decided where the money can go yet. And that's what we need. I mean, after the disaster last November, and I think even to this day, different groups are saying, you know, where's the funding? Let's get some fixes going. Let's, you know, improve our infrastructure here. Let's never have a disaster. It's going to flood again, but let's never have a disaster like we had again. Exactly. And, And yet at the same time, the state is pushing a process that could potentially disqualify us in a lot of ways for almost all of the major, like the big time funding that we need to really do that. Yes. It's very frustrating. Fred Luckle has been with us here on The Farming Show. He's executive director of Whatcom Family Farmers. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Um, There are solutions. There is hope here. Will people embrace it and go embrace it and go with the tried and true process versus something that the state wants that has never really worked out for anybody anywhere, at least in the Western United States. That's the question right now. And also, will people continue to be suckered by these myths that opponents of this process continue to spread, that it won't achieve legal certainty, that it won't solve the problems, and it's not an actual solution? Absolutely not true. Uh, We're out of time. Fred, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Dylan. And we're going to continue to cover this and try to get as much detail going as possible. What can we get to work on as soon as possible to fix this water crisis here?